This is an ABC podcast. I think it's sad, like we all wish it wasn't closing. People are sad, sad to see it close. It's the end of an era. After 52 years, the old lady of Australian energy is shutting up shop and the community around the Upper Hunter want to know what's next. I look at renewables and I just don't see where a blue-collar worker like me, there's no transition there for me. Hey, I'm Laurie Dixon. Today on the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up, we're looking back at the history of Australia's oldest coal-fired power station and how it shaped the region. The drill was a part of Musbrook and Singleton. The drill started in 1971, so... It's a long journey for old, old Smokey. It's an end of an era, like it's been pretty good to the state, Liddell. Two open-cut mines were developed to supply Liddell, both about eight miles away. Mining is simple and economic. The shadow of the Liddell smokestacks has been an icon of the Upper Hunter horizon, dating back to the 70s. What was once pasture land is now a major power centre. It's become a familiar landmark in the rich Hunter Valley of New South Wales. It was a, a, a job, a position, a type of work that I absolutely just fell in love with, you know. It sounds funny, I suppose, nowadays, because people don't talk much about being um, really keen on what they do, but I absolutely love what I did. Laurie Thompson spent over 40 years working across the power stations around the Upper Hunter. He started at Liddell. I arrived there and as uh, a trainee, uh, assistant power plant operator. What were your main memories from Liddell? What do you remember about the environment and working there for those years? The first thing that uh, came to mind was the noise. noise at Liddell, it was the noisiest, recognised as being the noisiest power station in Australia. Wow. Uh, so you, you had to have your muffs on all the time, you're walking around the plant, you know, because otherwise you'd, you'd just absolutely wreck your hearing completely. Brown snakes, that was, a, that was a big one up there, that always stuck in my memory, the place was alive with brown snakes. Oh, really? Oh, big one too. Yeah. Is that because we, of the environment and how, yes. how hot and energised it yeah. was, I guess? Yeah, yeah, nice warm concrete everywhere from to lay on. Uh, so you go out <laughs> walking around the plant at three o'clock in the morning to do your plant inspections and everything like that. Walk around a corner and you'd see something laying on the ground. You'd think, oh, it's a bit of pipe or something they've left there and the next thing it'd crawl away or crawl at you or something like that. <laughs> I've had them stand me up a few times. I've never had, never been bitten by one, but I've had them stand me up at night a few times. And uh, uh, it's a little scary when you're out by yourself, probably half a half a kilometre from any help at all. There was never a day go by where, at the end of the day, your overalls would still be even remotely clean. Um, enormous amount of coal dust in uh, laying all over everything. So everything you bumped up against, you ended up with coal dust or grease or something on you. So. At the end of every shift, you were really looking to have a shower, you know what I mean? Your overalls were filthy, you were filthy. Mm. Um, mm. But I, I absolutely loved it up there. It was a really great place to learn. The characters that work there, um, you know, I could go on for three or two hours <laughs> talking about some of the people that work there. 
Liddell is quite a sight on the landscape. I know that as soon as I see Liddell on my right hand side as I'm driving home up the New England Highway, I am exactly 15 minutes to my front door. Cecilia Connell has been an ABC reporter in Musselbrook since 2015, which is the same year AGL announced the closure of Liddell. And that's been one of the things that a lot of people around town have been reflecting on. It's going to be really strange to see the lights go out and eventually in 18 months time, the stacks to come down and, and the station to be demolished. It is quite an iconic site. People call her the grand old lady. Uh, there is some affection and nostalgia around the power station for, for many people who ha have worked there. I mean, Generations of families in this area have had employment through Liddell, whether that be in the workshop or in associated industries. It's been a, a big employer of whole families. And back in the day, there were social groups around that workplace as well. There's been a mix of emotions around Liddell's closure, but it's also something people have known about and have been preparing for for a while. Liddell opened in 1971 and to put this in perspective, globally only 1% of power stations operate for more than half a century. In that lifespan, Liddell will have produced more than 430,000 gigawatt hours of power. That's enough to power New South Wales for six and a half years at the current consumption rate, so you can see mm. how they have changed. Essentially, the reason why Liddell is closing is the power station is old. It has come to the end of its lifespan. And environmentalists really say it's the time to be moving to renewables in this space. And this is something that, of course, we hear a lot about, not only in relation to Liddell. It's fair to say Liddell is a relic of a time gone by, but workers still had fond memories. Like Shane King, I'm a, a local forever and um, yeah, an ex-employee of um, Liddell Power Station. I started in 1981. I was there for 19 years in total on site and started off as a mechanical apprentice. It was kind of ironic when I got my apprenticeship, um, I was actually selected for three and when I talked to family and friends, I had two in the mines and one at the power station were the choices. And they're saying, go to the power station, it's a job for life, it's a job for life. No two days, like everyone says, no two days are the same. When I was there through that period, uh, there were 700 staff, so you had lots of personalities. Um, some were very discreet, some were right out there and you couldn't walk past without them um, inflicting something on you. It was, it was pretty good nature, it was, a great, it was a great place. And because of all those different personalities, I think it, it helped condition you in life to some extent, but dealing with different people. I heard the term grand old lady, and she certainly is. She's earned her keep. Um, Liddell was what we call a baseload power station, so its role when it was built was to just run flat out um, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So if you put that into context, if you drove your car flat out everywhere, it would not last long at all. But Liddell was designed to do that. It did that very, very well. So it certainly um, earned its time, but I think it is time to move on from that kind of source for, for energy. There are some concerns though about what comes next. What's really behind the buzzwords of energy transition or transition plan? 
not just from Musselbrook, but from the other communities that workers lived in, like Singleton. People ask me what sort of jobs are going to be there, and I said, well, I don't know. I don't know what sort of opportunities there might be on those buffer zones and industrial lands. We don't know yet. Sue Moore is the mayor of Singleton. And as the energy industry evolves, Sue Moore would like more certainty around jobs and power supply for the region. That sort of conversations need to happen now. Um, well, they should have happened before now, but it's getting even more um, important and concerning that those things haven't happened now, particularly when we're seeing Liddell close. Well, I think the fact that it is the oldest operating coal-fired power plant in New South Wales and the fact that it's coming offline, there's there's a lot of interest around that. People have been asking questions about what this will mean for the electricity grid. Will there be a gap? Will power prices go up? Which are all very reasonable questions, I think. Speaking to analysts and economists about this, they are quite quite positive that uh, this won't have a large impact on power bills or, or a gap in supply, given that the station has been operating under capacity for a number of years now. So the general sense from the analysis point of view is that there'll be little impact from Liddell going offline because the closure has been managed over a number of years. In terms of the workers at Liddell, there's about 180 remaining workers on site. About half of those will actually move across the road to the Bayswater station. A third will retire and about one in 10 have decided to try something new. And AGL say that they've been offering support to those workers in terms of reskilling, but they have been quite adamant that they have a policy of no forced redundancies. About 20 people will stay on to decommission the site, which will take about 18 months. I think the feeling in the community is what is next for, for workers as we navigate this changing energy space in terms of domestic production. Here in Musselbrook, we're, we're surrounded by several coal mines and they're a big uh, player on the export market. So people are really starting to have those questions about what happens in terms of reskilling and and moving towards that greener energy future that we we hear a lot about but how does that play out on the ground for the people that actually live here for the people who worked at Liddell the community that saw generations of families work on site those like Shane and Laurie they're still connected to the old girl yeah I absolutely loved it and that's why I hung on to working right up until I was uh, almost 72 before I retired at Araring. You know, I brought very fond memories of Liddell. I'm very sorry to see it go. You know, we were all sort of, um, we, we were like a family up there, I guess, a very disjointed family, <laughs> but, um, a family nevertheless. Me personally, I, I'm sad to see it close, but um, Liddell has had two life extensions. Um, and I also feel that, um, we need to transition away from coal. Probably won't make me popular in a mining town, but um, I think that transition needs to take place and it's a good time for Liddell to be bowing out. Um, but yeah, it'll be sad to, it's going to be sad to see it well, gone from the horizon. I, I, I wish I could explain why. Um, it's just steel and concrete, and um, but yeah, it's, it, it's weird. It's, yeah, can't explain it. The Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up is produced on a Wobbicool country. It's presented and produced by me, Laurie Dixon. 
It's produced by Toby Hemmings and Michael Black, and our digital producers are Cecilia Connell and Keely Johnson. Special thanks this week to the ABC Upper Hunter team, Cecilia Connell, Amelia Bernasconi and Bindi Bryce. Executive producers are Blythe Moore and Lucia Hill. If you like the podcast, give us a rating and review, or just tell your mates. And if you've got a story you'd like us to look into, get in touch with us over email at newcastle at abc.net.au. We'll be back next week with more local stories from around Newcastle and the Hunter Valley. The internet used to sound like this. But now it sounds more like this. A day in the life of a Gen Z bimbo. God is trending. Aww. Only sleep with one person? That's so, like, retro. Like, good for you. You. And honestly, we have a lot of questions. We used to anyway, but then we found answers and made a podcast out of them. A podcast called Schmeitgeist. Every week, we decode the biggest or weirdest trends in pop and internet culture. You'll meet self-professed bimbo feminists devotees of cool Catholicism and find out why everyone is suddenly allergic to monogamy and obsessed with horror. You can subscribe to Schmeitgeist on the ABC Listen app and follow me down a new rabbit hole every Wednesday.